welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I am your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. You can check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Fathead's Brewery's Danny Young about their classic Headhunter IPA. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. In case you missed it, the Cincinnati Business Courier is reporting that Cincinnati's Rheingeist Brewery will be kicking off an employee stock ownership program starting in the middle of 2020. Rheingeist co-owner and president Bob Bonder confirmed the news to the online outlet Brewbound. This is great news for all the folks at Rheingeist and comes just a couple years after Cleveland's Great Lakes Brewing Company began an employee stock ownership program as well. It was also announced last week that Cleveland Saucy Brew Works will be expanding with a new location in Independence. According to Freshwater Cleveland, the $17.5 million project will allow the brewery to brew nearly 60,000 barrels with the capability of expanding. Outside, Saucy Brew Works will have a 16,000 square foot patio with a full bar, natural gas heating systems, and a fireplace. They'll have a playground area for kids as well as walking paths around the building. This is excellent news for Saucy Brew. I can't wait to check out the new facility. And don't forget, next time you're at a Cavs game, be sure to stop by Saucy's Bar inside the Romo Fijo. That is the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for people who aren't in the know. Pennsylvania's Voodoo Brewery opened the doors to its new Cleveland Heights location over the past weekend. Voodoo Cleveland's regular hours will be Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., Friday to Saturday, 11 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday they will be open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Food service will be Monday through Sunday, with Sunday including a rotating brunch menu. Congrats to Don, Kathy, and everyone on the Voodoo Cleveland team. I can't wait to get out there and check it out. For more information, please visit Voodoo Brewery Cleveland's Facebook page. Illyria's Franklin Brewing Company announced on their Facebook page over the weekend that plans to open in Medina's Foundry Social would not be moving forward, but Franklin said that they will continue to look for ways to expand their brewery. According to Mark Bona of Cleveland.com, the Foundry Social will become home to MAD Brewing Company. MAD stands for Making a Difference Brewing, and it will give independent craft brewers the opportunity to brew commercially. Per Mark's article, a brewer will be selected by MAD to take over the brewery on a monthly basis. One of the beers from the guest brewmaster will stay on tap for three months. For more information, check out Mark's article on Cleveland.com. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with downtown Danny Young from Fathead's Brewery in Middleburg Heights, Ohio, is up next. Welcome back to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbo. I'm here at Fathead's in Middleburg Heights at the new facility. I love this new facility. I'm with Danny Young. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for being here today. Um, you guys just uh, got some great news. We're sitting here a couple days off of you guys getting uh, some some bling over at the uh, GABF. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What'd you guys win? So uh, pretty spectacular. That'll make 11 years in a row for us. Uh, 24 medals over the course of 11 years wow. consecutively at That's GABF. That's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing so uh this last time here last week uh we took a one a two and a three so um first place was bonehead red or imperial red that took cold yeah absolutely amazing uh second place was a hop stalker our wet hop ipa which i'd be interested to see what beat it because uh 
word around the brewery is hop soccer this year is uh is something else so yeah it should be it should be uh pretty incredible yeah nice i can't wait i can't wait to win that and what uh what was the bronze uh we got up in smoke which is Ooh, what's that yeah so it's uh it's one of our smoke beers that we do uh it's a german style uh dark ale and uh yeah it's smoked nice and bright it's delicious i'm surprised nice. i was uh i was surprised that we sent it this year but obviously it was a great idea too the beer is incredible I, i'm always a little hesitant with smoked beers but i always like to give them a try and then yeah. you know even if i don't like them i know if it's a well-made beer this one's not, very you know well-rounded I mean. yeah and so it's so, not overtly smoked it's not a bomb in your mouth um it's nice and uh robust it still has a degree of uh quenching to it uh with still that nice smoked profile nice. on it so it's awesome. delicious yeah uh, so, you know, like I said, we're sitting here at this new facility. Uh, you guys moved here is it almost, uh, over a year Just ago. Just over now. a year, yeah, August of uh, 2018. So what was the what was the impetus of moving over here? Just the, to get the bigger space? Yeah, so uh, we definitely needed some more room. Uh, we were, you know, we were running full out at the other brewery, and uh, with that, our tank space was pretty preoccupied, and uh, we were booked out for the next month at a time oh, with wow. our tank schedules and stuff, so... Um, also it's just a, uh, it's a reflection of the consumer and the people, the way that people receive our beer and want our beer. So, um, we moved from this, from that facility just, which is just over a mile down the road from here. Uh, we moved here, like I said, August, 2018, and it was a big, uh, big change. Obviously we're at a uh, 75,000 square feet here compared to just a fraction of that over at the other place. So, um, and the majority of the building is, as you can come and see is the is the brewery itself so yeah coming over here it was uh, it was beer first and foremost we need we wanted to make more uh to be able to share with everybody so this was step one it's fun you know i talk to people at work about it and you know i try to give if they haven't been here i try to give them an idea of the space and you know i work at a grocery store right i'm like it's bigger than the store you're currently standing it in. is yeah and th- that usually seems to shock them and i'm like no but i'm 100 percent serious right right like it is huge. uh it is i mean and the way that it's it's built not only square footage wise but you know we wanted it modeled after uh, a beer hall, a German-style mm-hmm. beer hall, where it's a very communal space for people to come and enjoy, uh, laugh with your friends, and meet new people, and come and you know enjoy some fantastic beer. So with that, that initial room that you walk into is substantially yeah, sized. It's yeah. got it's got the big ceiling on it. It's two stories essentially. It links up with our upstairs offices overlooking the beer hall, um, and then you walk around the corner and it's it's tight and cozy. Uh, the corridors where the lab is and everything like that, and. Uh, our open top fermentation room and our barrel room one that we're sitting in right now, our events room. And then uh, you peek into the brewery and it opens right back up again. So it's so cool. It's and, and it's nice that you guys did the, the self guided tour. Yeah, definitely. Idea. I, I, you don't see that a lot. It I don't is know if cool. I've seen it ever. Yeah. There's a couple, I know a couple breweries uh, that have similar ones. I, I think uh, Trogues is set up similarly. Okay. I've never been there myself, but um, I've heard that they are. Um, but yeah, it's cool because people can come. We're open at 11 o'clock every day for lunch. So, um, that's prime brewing hours. Uh, Absolutely. not only brewing hours, uh, which you can see all the time considering our brew deck is above the bar. Um, but our cellar times, you can see the guys, you can peek back and see the guys in the cellar and especially our kegging line, our canning line and our bottling line are all within plain sight. Yeah. It's fun to watch it all go. It, is, you yeah. see, it makes you feel a little closer to the product when yeah, you're drinking definitely. it. And it's just, it's just really cool. Uh, what's the capacity here now? Like, so, uh, beer wise where we can do 40,000 barrels. Wow. Yeah. It's, that's uh, insane. Yeah. It's quite, quite the step up. Uh, we almost tripled our capacity with the expansion. Jeez. Uh, we're not going to get to 40,000 this year, obviously, yeah. or over the course of the first yeah, you year. You got to gradually build it yeah, up. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of factors that go into it. You're not going to, it's not like filling up a gas tank. Right. Absolutely. You got to, 
you got to kind of gradually step up and take it incrementally and yeah, there, everything. There, there's you know, the analogy that I use is that it's trying to bake one cupcake and then trying to bake a wedding cake. Yeah, <laughs> things are going to go awry along the way, and uh, there's a lot of troubleshooting at first, but uh, we have some amazing brewers and cellarmen and. Um, our brewmaster, obviously, Matt is a mad scientist, genius right. when it comes to the beer. So, no, I'm fully confident and proud and happy of the boys um, in the brewery. Without them, I don't have a job. They're making unbelievable beer for us and the rest of the boys on the sales team to push. So, Oh, absolutely. It's not hard to sell fatheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so when this started, uh, you know, you've been here for a minute. What was sort of the the idea in the beginning there it's not like it is now where there's the saturation of the market like somebody sees a lot of breweries they can kind of get the idea maybe i want to start my own but back when fathead started there wasn't this no there were only a handful especially in the you know northern northeastern ohio region uh, where we are now and even up in into the city you know there's been um great lakes that was leading the way for a long time 88 i think um and then we started making beer in north olmstead in 2009 and um, I've never, I don't, I don't know that I've ever sat down and had an intimate conversation with Matt about his whole, um, maybe philosophical mm-hmm. inspiration behind opening up his spot. But I think I can speak for, on his behalf, or at least what I've gathered from, um, my time here at Fatheads is that it's always been about the beer. So Matt is dedicated to a quality product. He wants to brew world-class beer, um, at a substantial rate and substantial size, uh, to be able to share, uh, with people. So. I think a, a big thing and a big cultural thing at Fatheads is that our beer is really an extension of ourselves. It's uh, it's something that we take our time to curate and craft. Um, it, it, it is our craft. It's our art form. And uh, uh, the biggest thing is being able to share it with you, but also being able to deliver, like I said, that world-class, unbelievable beer every single time Absolutely. has always kind of been the driving force. Yeah, like I, I know when I drink uh, uh, a Fatheads beer, in this six pack and I get one like six months down the road, it's going to be the near perfect exact same. And the quality control that you guys run here is just absolutely insane. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a big thing. Consistency, obviously consistency is, that's what makes uh, those enormous, I mean, in respects to the big macro breweries, that's what makes them so impressive is that they, right. they make hundreds of thousands of barrels a year and every single one tastes the exact same. So um, that down onto a scale like, like us, we have to do that. So we, we, we make good beer. We always have made good beer, and we set that precedent for ourselves. So in order to maintain the reputation we have and also the integrity that we want towards our beer, uh, we're gonna, we try our best to maintain that consistency, and that is a testament to our quality control lab and um, our brewers and just trusting our process and uh, working through it every day. Absolutely. You know, you guys, uh, you guys work a lot with the community around here. I know Trailhead is a yeah. big thing for you guys. You donate some of it back to the uh, back to the Cleveland Metro Parks. Talk a little bit about how, like how involved you are. You guys yeah, are so with the community and all that. It's on every level, really. So, and it's not only in it's not only in Cleveland. It's everywhere we go. So we have we have ten reps now. Um, four of them are in Ohio. Five of them are in Pennsylvania, and then we have one in upstate New York. Uh, Rochester area yeah so that's where all the places you can get our beer but we try to interact our markets especially we're we're special at fatheads because we have the duality of a home market the name 
fat heads and you know the institution itself from the beginning 92 was just a, a saloon in the south side of pittsburgh just right. a craft beer bar which was impressive at that time 92 there weren't too yeah. many things as a craft beer bar back then so we have the we have the like i said the unique duality of having two home markets one being in cleveland and one being in pittsburgh we're loved very much so like locals so there um but even in we're in indianapolis too and uh upstate new york are a big approach are, for us is creating brand love mm-hmm. and uh a way that is rewarding um, for us to do that is to, you know, engage the communities that we're in. So a big one here in Cleveland, as you mentioned, is Trailhead. Matt, uh, he's a big, avid mountain biker. He can he drives his truck around. He's got his bike with him all nice. the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, and I've never been with him, but I, I know guys that have been, and I guess he's, he's pretty good at it. So <laughs> um, With that, he wanted to take one of his own passions and, um, you know, kind of collide it with another one of his passions, which was beer. So, yeah. A uh, certain percentage of that beer sales, Trailhead Pale Ale, a certain percent of that beer sales uh, goes to the development and sustainability of the Cleveland Metro Parks mountain bike trails. And there's a couple tens of, I think it's like upwards of 60 miles of mountain wow. bike trails across all the parks. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So um, I know over the course of the last three years that, uh, three and a half years that I've been working with Fatheads, um, I, I know we've donated uh just over a hundred thousand dollars back to the so it's it's even uh, it's stuff like that on a on a on a larger scale but it also comes down to me i know two weeks ago i did an event with the parma animal shelter and we were able to raise a thousand dollars for that that's amazing and one night or one thursday night at a bar yeah absolutely um so it's just coming coming and uh engaging our communities like that and giving back to it it's definitely important because the community are the ones that have made us who we are today. You know, without them, none of this is possible. They're the ones that drink our beer, obviously. Right. Um, so we're constantly looking at ways um, to interact, give back, and, uh, yeah, just be, a, be definitely be a partner to the ones that have been partners to us. Absolutely. So let's get into the beer a little bit. Uh, obviously, let, let's start with Headhunter. Yeah. Uh, it's it's obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the one that uh, I was introduced to, uh, to Fatheads on. Same. And uh, it's the one that I, out of all of them, I still love. Right. Uh, probably the most, although I, it's hard to pick for me. Me um, too. What, what, so if, if there's anybody listening who has not had a Headhunter. You're a fool. <laughs> yes. Uh, talk a little bit about the, what the profile is. Like, e- educate somebody who, who might not have had a Headhunter, which might be hard to believe. Uh, what's, what's the profile in this? Right. So Headhunters, uh, it's kind of been, you know, it's kind of been our workhorse here for a long time. And it's also a beer that we're, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're really proud of, obviously. And it's one that we've uh, institutionalized ourselves on. Um so it's a big, aggressive West Coast style IPA. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, its slogan itself is uncivilized and aggressive, um, and that's exactly what it is. It's just an aggressively hopped 7.5% IPA with 87 IBUs, um, and it's just true to the style. It's a, it's a nice, crisp, refreshing, piney, zippy West Coast IPA. Nice. And it's, yeah. it's, it's synonymous to West it Coast is. style to yeah. me. Like if somebody comes in and asks, okay, I'm looking for this, you know, West Coast style. I gotta go straight. You know, right, first absolutely. one, boom, headhunter. It's delicious, and especially for uh, a local. Yeah, I think it's one of the best uh, West Coast. There's a lot of other great ones that are coming out of breweries in Cleveland, um, but I think ours kind of stands tall amongst them. Justin, that's a testament to Matt. It's his recipe he curated himself. Um, 
Yeah, it's a it's a great beer, uh, and it I love that it moved recently. Well, well over a year ago now, uh, from four packs to six packs. Uh, what was what was the idea behind moving moving those increasing the package size on that from four to six? Yeah, so um, that's a, that's definitely a, a reflection of the market, um, the the trend and the consistency and where the most. IPAs were being bought were in a six pack format. So, um, Headhunter being long standing four pack, we thought it would be um, advantageous for mm. us to get it to a six pack. It's just more, it's a more, and at the price point that we got it at, it's a more friendly and approachable. You get six bottles actually, and at uh, the price that we got it at, it was like a buck a bottle more. Yeah. So, or a, a buck for two bottles, which was amazing. So, um, keeping it in the bottle was definitely part of the nostalgia thing. Mm. Um, you know, it's a beer that we've had for a long time, one of the first beers that we packaged, and the one that's been doing well for us for a long, long time, and that originally came in a bottle. So right. it stayed in bottle for that reason, but we wanted to give people more, um, so we moved it, we changed formats, and it was probably one of the smartest things that we've done, our rate of sale on uh, Fatheads. It's just been flying through the roof. Absolutely, and it's it's nice to get that get that little extra in there and, yeah. and, uh, and go home and... I got, I got two more bottles. Yeah, now, right. You know? like, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's such an enjoyable beer that I want. I want to get as as many as I can. And and to the point that you were saying about keeping it in bottles, <clears throat> it makes sense because as I, I get that there's this big can movement in there is, in, yeah. the, uh, in the industry, and obviously you guys can too. Yeah. Um. We'll get into more of that later. Mm-hmm. The but there is still this association with certain things, and certain people can't quite make that jump to the cans, and I right. get it. Um, there's everybody drinks stuff differently, hundred percent. And so it's nice to make sure to know. Okay, hey, my market isn't going to really grasp the cans right, right now, mm-hmm. and keep it in the bottles. And that that says a lot about you guys. Definitely, yeah. So uh, you touched on it. We we have our canning line, so we just got that, and we opened up a lot of new brands to uh, our cans, brands that we've never distributed before what have you and uh those are now those are now out and we have our own internal canning line which is great because we're uh utilizing that of we call it a gypsy canning line where okay. they used to bring their own equipment hook up to our tanks and then uh help us can that way it was a much slower process obviously yeah. it's a smaller machine ours is a monster now <laughs> yeah uh but no we definitely recognize that certain brands deserve certain packages mm. um like i said headhunter and then bumbleberry is one and a six pack that also right. stays because that's you know that's that's a nostalgic brand for us. Uh, it's one of our first. It's the number one selling fruit beer in Ohio. Um, so that one stayed in a bottle. And then also some of our premium four packs, with the exception of Hop Juju, we moved to a can. But, you know, Spooky Tooth, Pit My Slay, Zeus Juice, and Sorcerer that came out this year. Those ones are all old school fatheads, tried and true, uh, proven recipes that uh, we thought deserved a, a bottle. But Absolutely. that's not saying that our bottling line and our canning line are on the same par. Right. Uh, when it comes to preservation and quality control mm-hmm. of our beer, so uh, no matter what you get, no matter what package, it's, yeah, it's gonna it, be fresh it, and delicious. Yeah, absolutely. You got you know every every packaging has its own ups and downs, and you just gotta you know take it where it is. Yeah. And so if somebody's coming in here to eat, uh, you know, obviously you guys are known for the food as well as the beer, uh, and they they're getting a headhunter on draft. Yeah. What would you say is gonna eat is gonna pair well with that food wise? Uh, definitely our uh, our wings. Oh yeah, our wings are one of the. I I've, I've done beer dinners and stuff, and I was like, they want to get fancy. I'm like, listen, you can you can boil it down to some buffalo chicken. Yeah, um, and that's really nice because especially if you get hot, 
um, it, it definitely pairs well with the uh, the bitterness of the IPA and also the uh, the, the resiny uh, aspect of the hops that we use in the IPA. So definitely our wings and then really any of our barbecue too because oh, yeah. um, our barbecue is very rich and your headhunter uh, with the IBUs being as substantial as they are is going to help cut through that richness. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to get out about headhunter or uh, the background of fatheads? No, definitely. We head I week? think uh, I think like you said. Um, if you haven't had Headhunter, you need to. You got to yeah. catch up for sure. It's yeah. definitely one that uh, we're incredibly proud of, and one that you know. If there's one thing that Fatheads and Matt and the boys do well, we brew, you know, we brew German beers really well, and we mm. brew hoppy beers exceptionally Absolutely. well. So, um, and this that's the one that started it all. So, yeah, check it out. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Tune in next week for another all new episode here at Fatheads Brewery.